we got to mix the mission statement with the idea that everything is relevant, our stand-up is relevant, living in New York is relevant, because it's all how to deal with day-to-day life. Yeah. Is that generally yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And how the littlest things in the world ruin your whole outlook on life yeah. just because of one day when it's really not that big of a deal, but we've got to find a way to deal with, with the, our fucking anger, basically. Yeah. Welcome to the power of how. Dig those violins for a second. Dig those violins. Music by Daniel Torado. Oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, the music fades in, man. <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> that's how good it is. It's, I've got, I've got like dog ears. Amazing. You know, you can't hear it, but I can. And the <laughs> listeners can too. Uh, yeah, just doing it. Yeah, just doing it. Just doing I have been so busy for this. This is what it's like being a comedian or an artist or what have you. When you're out of work, you have to work harder so, than you've ever had to work before. And that's what I've been doing. I've been doing the, the, the light road this week. I did a set at the New York Comedy Club in the East Village, which wasn't obviously not on the road. But it was a Monday night, 10 o'clock show. How did that go? And I, it, went, it went well. All my shows went so well yeah. this week because when you are, quote unquote, unemployed, you have all day to get that set ready to go. <laughs> So I usually kill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been thinking about this for 12 hours. I've been on this. And, um, uh, but it's, it's funny to just be sle- schlepping. Am I using that word correctly? I'm not so. Jewish. Um, although I am stopped on the street in Williamsburg quite a bit. <laughs> One Those dude just guys. wouldn't take no for an answer. Really? He was just like, no, but your mother's Jewish, right? Really? And I'm like, no. She just dude. came up to you? I just finally, I was like, I was like I'm Catholic. I was raised Catholic. Like it's a it's a done deal. Well, dude, technically you're Jewish. Jesus was Jewish. Right? That's so, true. So that's your yeah. You know, let's not, let's not segregate. Ta- I'll take it. But he was looking for a yes that yes, would then yes, mean yes. more questions or more prayer. Yes, maybe a different language. A non-Jesus or, lover. Yes, right, 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 right. <laughs> so I had to I had to answer no. Otherwise, right. there was going to be more to go with it. Right. I would love to say yes. Yes, I'd love to be an honorary member. Right. Your religion looks cooler than mine. Um, but anyways, just just it was like very film noirish, just right. raining, shitty weather. Wait, wait. So let, let me get this straight. Through New York you're, City, it's raining. You're walking, and this dude just randomly stops you to ask. This doesn't Jewish. happen to you. No, this to happens ask, to me to constantly. Ask if he's Jewish in Midtown. Yeah, they asked me too. Oh, to stop you. Yeah. So, so this is what happens. Yeah. I guess, I, guess I don't have a Jewish face. I'm actually talking. You don't. <laughs> I don't. You don't. It's two. It's it's like these are two different nights I'm talking about. But I'm talking about anytime there's a Jewish holiday, you are. If you look like me, and I guess Brennan. You are stopped on the street and yeah. asked if you're Jewish because then there's a greeting or a wishing of a happy holiday uh, that so you're this is a going holiday. to exchange. Mm-hmm. This, okay. this is usually holiday behavior. And there's, got a, you. there's a prayer thing as well. So I think it's Friday for the Shabbat. Uh, so they, are you like not supposed to be out and they see you out? Well, a lot like, of times they'll, they'll try no. to get you to come to their temple to do the prayer. So Friday is a big you. one because that's the Shabbat. That's like the big, it's like the holy day where everyone gets together. I know this from dating Jewish girls in the past. And so it happens constantly where I'll be walking, so you know, you got just, the wool hat. Just recruiting. And the, yeah. And right. they'll, they'll ask you, are you Jew? And I asked a, a, a girl that I. So you talk about Hasid. Jewish. Yeah. Okay. And I was okay, like, okay, okay. I was like yeah, why, yeah. why do they do this? And, you That's know. That's happened to me once, but it was a, a school and a bunch of kids came up. Congratulations. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Thank you. Thank and then they'll, they, if, you, if you answer yes a lot I'm of times, in, they'll I'm ask in. you. Yeah, they'll ask you to come to temple to pray with them. 
I think there's always something flattering about being asked to join a group you're not a part of yeah. <laughs> or couldn't, couldn't really be a part of or would require a lot of homework to be a part of. Right. Like, hey, you want to do it? I always feel a little flattered by that because I feel so Catholic and so, you know, brought up so Catholic. Yeah. It's right. like, I could have been. I could have done it. <laughs> yeah, there's not, not much work being Catholic. No, there's a lot of internal um, guilt, guilt and shame. Yeah. And notice that's true because me and Daniel said it at the same right. time. Right, Jake. So that just proves it. <laughs> right. That it's true. And um, that's something I've been trying to shake in the past couple years. Not feeling just like, guilty. Just not feeling guilty about... Let's say working for free yeah, right. to come back around to what I'm trying to talk right. about. This as a, as an American, more than a Catholic, <laughs> I learned to feel guilty in Catholicism, but I learned to feel guilty about not working in America yeah. uh, because that's our real religion. It's work, get paid, live the American dream. Right. And it's so funny to go out. And, and so I also went all the way to Stanford, Connecticut, to work for free, not work for free, free. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just work for deficit. Yeah, like I'm getting paid money, but it costs more to go there and come back, right? And catch the Uber when it doesn't work right. out the way you right. thought yeah. it did. Um, so I went up to Connecticut, had a great setup there. Um, went all the way out to Bohemia, New York, and Long Island. Governors, so, go, yeah, one of the governors. Yeah. There's three governors. Yeah, and. Um, that side note, that is the opposite of say a Brooklyn show, yeah, where everyone's a different gender. This was like five, six dudes, <laughs> all straight dudes, white dudes, yeah. and and God damn it, it's so hard to find out you're a hack comic because we all talked about the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> Weed and Catholicism And I'm like Oh man I, I thought I was so original I'm just so Just like everybody else On this lineup But It was all I don't know It was So much fun It's almost more fun To work for free Because you can't get fired Yeah You know And it's it's one day You go up there You do what you want to do You try some things It feels like a bonus You eat a free cheeseburger and you know but, you take the train, but you, you can't you, you can't not get fired, but you you can not get booked again. Yeah, that's true. So you're still taking a risk. That's how right. messed up it is because you still, even if it's like a regular comedy room yeah. in Brooklyn or or wherever, you still want to kill because whatever comic is watching you has another room and they that can generate more work. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you're constantly always kind of showcasing. When I when I play a new room, I I want to kill if I don't me know the too. comics, I want to kill. I want to yeah, show them what I can do. Uh and uh man, it's uh, do you know Mike Young? Yeah. You know Mike Young? I did a show with him uh-huh. uh last week. He's got this really great show uh uh at the Ned Nomad. Uh-huh. It's like a private club uh, and a hotel slash hotel, and it 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 brings in a crowd that's really like you know typically too cool for school. You yeah, know, you, you know exactly. I that. know. Yeah, you we know. know yeah, you know like the yeah. Soho crowd type, yep. uh, but mm-hmm. even a little uh, a touch more uh, pretension. Make me laugh, clown. Uh, and <laughs> before and, I go skiing, I right. want to laugh a little bit. And you know, w- you know, this is not like a, a weekend a pay. It's just like he's trying out a new room. It's a beautiful room. He man, he. Uh, he did a fantastic job just uh, with the first show last week. Uh, Michael Rappaport was <laughs> opening the show. Of course he, of course he opened was. the show yeah. for 10 minutes. And 
And I didn't know anyone. I didn't even know Mike. Yeah. I didn't know Mike. And I'm following Mike, Michael Rappaport. And I'm, I just want to do great. Yeah. So it's like we're constantly showcasing. Yeah, you know? that's how it's, I feel about it. I feel like I'm still new to New York. And I still feel like I have to prove, my, prove myself all the time. Right. I'm also at a point in my life where it's time to push myself a little bit yeah. and try some new things. Right. And, and I'm doing a good job of it. And I'm, I'm enjoying it on that level. The difference is it's a delicate balance. Just right? go. It is because you can't really have a good set unless you push yourself a little bit. Right. You've got to take a, at least a small risk. You yeah. can't just go up there and do everything you know that works. You stop thinking about what you're saying, and it becomes a bad performance. Well, yeah, you don't have any energy behind it. The energy mm-hmm. we have when we write a new bit and we try it, like you, you almost stumble into trying it because uh-huh. you're just like, "Well, let me do it," and then it works, and you're like, "Fucking right, yeah, like yeah. let's go." Yeah, and then you have that energy, but after a while, it kind of dissipates, and mm-hmm. then you're just kind of like, almost like you're reading a script, like you're doing the mannerisms and stuff, but it's not. There's not as much energy behind it, right? Because that, that's happened to me a lot, where I'm just like, yeah, we'll just go through the motions. <laughs> Do you guys go through this? And I, I've heard a lot of comics go through this, but the first time you try a new joke, it does great. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, it <laughs> bombs. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's that. There's a thing, there's, right? There's something yeah. to that. There's, which is, I never got. I think, it's, I I think it has a lot got. to do with, in your head, you're trying. This is in my experience, because this has happened to me before, where I've been talking on stage about a bit that I've like written out and everything. And then I'll say like a throwaway line and then everyone will laugh. And then I'll riff on that throwaway line and I go, Oh, that's the bit. It's not the yeah. thing I wrote. It's this right, new thing. Right, 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 right. And then my problem is cause I record every set, but the problem is sometimes I won't go back and listen to it. I'll just be like, Oh, I remember what I did. And in yes. my head, I'm trying to recreate it. So that, that whole like free flowing energy, that's all gone. Cause right. in my head now I'm overthinking it. Yeah. And then it, I'll, I'll say the same words, but it'll fall flat. So in my experience, I think it's a lot to do with the energy that you're bringing behind it. Because it's, when it's brand new, it's very. When you're riffing, you're actually in the moment and you actually mean everything you say. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Now you can take the tape home, write it down and try to recreate it, but you ain't, you ain't getting it. Then that just becomes more of the structure. Mm-hmm. And or more of a choose your own advan- adventure channel, depending on what the audience does. Yeah. I can go this direction. I can right. go that direction. the The problem is, it just becomes now. It just becomes in the pile with your writing, all that right. stuff yeah. that was riffed. Right. And then hardly any jokes really make it to the table, the adult table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where like even on a bad night where I'm not into it, they still work. Mm-hmm. That is a tough thing because. Mm-hmm. I've I've done things where I've riffed for like ten minutes, go back, listen to the tape, and then you try to recreate it and just nothing the yeah, next night. Yeah. Just jack yeah. shit the next night. You know, so that's what it is. It's about Yeah, so getting a haircut, you know, it's like uh you, you go to your barber, can I get the same haircut you gave me last time? Uh, and, he's, and he's like, it's like asking a woman make love to me the same way. It's like impossible. No, it's not. You know, I know, right? It's like <laughs> we can do it. Yeah. But but yeah, it, it's tricky. I think it has a lot to do with energy, as you said. Like I think we're very excited when we not not riffing, but when you write a new joke, yeah, and you, it's structured, and you go up, and I'm excited, and it's like that combination of fear and excitement because mm-hmm. it's the only thing that really excites me is a new joke. Yeah, I'm not excited about old jokes. Jokes. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't care about performing anymore. It's just that right. new joke that really excites yeah. me. So uh, once you do that, I think it's that 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 it's going to bomb. Is it? So you, I think somehow it brings the best out of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the second time, you you kind of trust that, right? You, and you have less fear or excitement. 
and it just doesn't it just doesn't go well. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's a weird formula. It's right. just my second time just does and third it's make or break. Mm-hmm. You know, either I keep that joke or I just get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, for, for me to have a good joke, it's got to like kill three times in a row. I'd like to see a list of jokes I gave up on in the open mic days before I started recording stuff because I would just, after three tries, be like, fuck this joke. Not doing it anymore. Especially when I'm doing like five minutes of pop. Yeah. It's like, I'm, this joke is just over. It's gone. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but Chris Buck, a very funny Jacksonville comic, he records. When, like the sets at Rain Dogs. It's an open mic, but uh-huh. it's really a show. We have a lot of regulars that come out. And he would record everyone who's like really into comedy, like really trying. He would record all their sets, whether they knew it or not. Yeah. And before I moved to New York, he's like, hey, do you want your Rain Dog sets? And I was like, you have those? But to your point, there was yeah. stuff in there where I was like, why did I – like I know it bombed in the room, but there's only yeah. 10 people. Like this is a good premise. This yeah. is a good bit. And it's weird how we don't trust ourselves sometimes because I, I, I really think – we know what's funny. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we know, but sometimes we forget that we know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you, when I try a, a new joke, sometimes I'll subconsciously, in my delivery, I'll ask the audience, is this funny? Mm-hmm. As opposed to <laughs> telling them yeah, sure, this yeah. is funny. That yeah. This is funny. Right, yeah. And when I get caught in that trap, I'll like, you know, then, they, then you get lost. That is the toughest part. Yeah. Is the whole, I've got to appeal to a mass audience. Right. I did a, speaking of working, I, this wasn't working for free. This is a little bit of dough, not much. I went out to New Jersey to do this show and I've, I've never written a good bio about myself, mm-hmm. but this dude, Joe Larson wrote a bio. I think I'll use from now on. It said, Matt Fulcheron, it said something about me being odd. And I oh, yeah. never thought to even think about myself that way or describe myself that way. But that's obviously what I'm going for. Just a little off center. Right. And I'm surprised I never presented myself that way or, or just embraced that, even though well, I've embraced t- it I in my writing. Tie. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I've embraced it by my writing. I've embraced it. But then I try to go up there in Ohio or even New York and be like, yeah, I'm a fucking jock comic. Like I'm, I'm like a, a, a like a lunch pail guy. Yeah. Like I'm going after it. No, I'm a fucking weirdo. Right. And I need to <laughs> embrace that. Yeah. I've been denying myself that for a long time. Yeah. Well, the working for free thing is... It's weird because to your point earlier about how like, oh, you can't get fired. We don't have a boss, all that kind of stuff. That is true to a, a degree, but especially with like podcasting and like the one man show. I, I We were talking to Costa about this and I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but the whole my editor sent me the rough cut of the show. Yeah. So I literally called my night job and was like, hey, can I have the night off right. to work on this? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. No problem. So I gave up hundreds of dollars to work on something I'm paying hundreds of dollars to do. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. totally backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, hey, instead of making a couple hundred bucks, I actually paid a guy uh, $500 to edit this for me and now I have to do more work on top of right. it. Mm-hmm. Can I please have my can I please have my career now? Please. I, I was thinking of something right. that's so crazy that we do. Now nowadays the entertainment industry and, and definitely the stand-up comedy industry is based on us paying money I love this to topic. create content for people who are at work getting paid. Yeah. Like we're entertaining them during their work day. And then our hope is that they will take some of that money and go see us when we're in town. You know, it's just so much yeah. investment now. 
Um, and my friend Randy put it put it great um, years and years ago. It used to be. Uh, you started a business, and if you had customers that really were loyal to you, you gave them a little something extra free. Yeah. Like when you get a card at a coffee shop, and it's ten stamps, right. and then you right, get a free right, coffee. Right, 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 right. Now it's you give them a bunch of shit for free, and hope that they pay for a little something. Yeah, like when you come through town, like Patreon or a T-shirt or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's pretty wild, and and the dam is busted wide open because no one is going to. Be like, yeah, we should all stop working as hard. It's just whoever works hardest wins in a way. Whoever yeah. whoever just conquers that algorithm wins in a way. And it's just so wild how much I think about how different it was when I started out. And you would just I did work a job and would go. You'd fight it out at the comedy clubs, who was best, and then or not best, but who was going to go on to do like this TV stuff or get cast in something right. yeah, or blah right. blah blah and now it's just like everything all the time and I've ne- I've never been able to a podcast and one social media post a day is as far as I can really take myself uh, in this vomit everything on the internet age of working well, it, I'm sorry go ahead, go ahead and, uh, well no that's just something because especially in LA um, when you first started in comedy that's something that always fascinates me is because back then if you wanted to shoot a special, that was a big, especially if you like turn to your friends and were like, Hey, I'm going to do my own special. You know, 20 years ago, they would have been like, what the fuck are you That'd talking about? That'd be like about? saying, Hey, I'm going to fund my own movie. Yeah, exactly. And any film director would be like, no, get someone else to pay for it. Yeah. Never That's what use it was your like. own money. And also it was the type of and thing. And put it out for free. And put it, that was this weirdest yeah, thing. Yeah. 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 And put it out for free. And now it blows my mind because like, Obviously, in my circle, you know, it's a, it's a lower level, so it's a lot of open micers and produce shows and bar shows and stuff. And those people, like, still kind of look at me with that, like, wow, that's really cool. Like, you did your own thing. Yeah. But when you talk to comics on, like, your guys' level and higher levels and stuff, they're just like, yeah, I paid $30,000 to shoot a special. <laughs> like, what? that's what we fucking do now. And it blows my mind because I was like, I remember... Like I talked to you it's about like going to college. I, you know that's what, I mean? what it is it's now. It's, 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 it's like starting it's like, a business. Yeah, yeah. Is what and I talked to you about this all the time because it's so fascinating to me. Was back in the day, it was have the five minutes to get the sitcom to get the holding deal, and now it's totally flipped to where it's you. Like you just said, you put out as much content as humanly possible. Hopefully, someone throws a punch at you when you're on stage. <laughs> Hopefully, someone throws a beer at you. You pray to God Yo, someone I'm tries try- to fight you when you're on stage. I'm trying to get on Kimmel. Yeah, because somebody then, throw a fucking cocktail. Yeah, because then you're just like and it's no disrespect to no disrespect whatsoever yeah, but it's just one of don't hate the player hate the game exactly. there's so many times where I'll be recording and I'm like <laughs> someone please come up here and try to fight it's me. still relevant like to this day so right like I want to headbutt someone and be yeah. like yeah look at this crazy comic right but also the old business model was weird too because it was like you just did you you created a reputation within the industry and then you got booked making peanuts yeah. at clubs. And so that was flawed too. And then you taped a special whenever the comedy gods decided it was time yeah. for you. You know, you had to submit and they had to say yes. Yeah. Uh, and then I signed a contract. My my biggest probably my biggest accomplishment was that half hour special on Comedy Central. And I just signed a contract. Uh, they own all the rights. Giving away your soul. And and I can't even really get that. I can't even really put that online right now because it's got to be some flawed, flawed version 
like I've got to tape it off of a VHS or a DVD and it's all herky-jerky. And Comedy Central took it down because they decided... Yeah, they own the Whatever rights. they decided. Like I told you the other night, I don't like to uh, try to figure out why people don't like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a good game. <laughs> but well, we, it's taken down. We, you know? we like you. I know, I know. And I like... I'm proud of that special. In fact... One, and it was kind, it was humbling and um, rewarding all at the same time. There was this guy who he was no kid. He was maybe thirty or something. He was on the show in Connecticut, and he goes, "Are you the guy?" He goes, "I used to watch Comedy Central all the time, and I thought there's no way he's going to quote one of my jokes." And oh, he, quoted, I saw that, yeah. he quoted one of my jokes, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's me." Um, and that that felt so good. But the humbling part was like, "Yeah, when I was a kid, I used to watch Comedy Central all the yeah. time," and I'm like, "Oh my god." You never get used to being old, but that's a whole different mm-hmm. topic, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's weird, too, because you've seen the, not even the maturation, just the incredible change yeah. that the industry has taken. Was going from the gatekeepers, and we decide when you're going to be famous, not you, to now this new thing where it's like, and you're you're good at it, because you text me, or you sent me an email, and you're like, hey, man, we should cut up more than just one clip, right? because we need to post more. That's weird that, like, you're catching me at a good time in my career. And I'm like... Because I'm like, we need to do more social media. <laughs> no. And they'd be like, what have they done with Matt? It's got to be a body snatcher. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I mean, that's what it is now. That's all it is. And yeah. I... You know, there's some of the clips we post and they get a few thousand views on YouTube and I'm like, let's keep posting. And then yeah. some of them get no views and I'm like, so we have to delete this and I guess just try to repost. Like, what a, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What the hell? Yeah, and catch it on a different day. That's yeah. funny because that could work. That does work. That's yeah. exactly what yeah. I do. That does yeah, work. And that's it's funny. But it's also frustrating because you're doing all this, back to the main theme of what we're talking about, you're doing all this on the subway on my way into my job yeah. so I can pay my rent. Right. And it's like, I'm more freaked out about like all this stuff we're doing for free. Yeah, I, I think I think it's good to play the numbers game, but I also think secretly you don't have to as much as you think you do. Yeah. I think you just need to play it a little bit and you get lucky sometimes whether you're all in or not. Yeah. And obviously it's smarter to buy more lottery tickets. That's what I was going to say, yeah, the more you're But you can still win the lottery off-horn. as long as you play the game. Yeah. So, I don't think I think you need to check in with yourself and find out is is this really making me happy? Yeah. And a lot of times it's not. No. When you're on that rectangle, chances are you're not I can feel my my blood pressure go up the second I start doing my code to unlock my phone. Yeah. I can just feel it go up. The emails, up, right? the social media, the this, the that. And I got to get a new record player or like a boombox or something because the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is put on some Miles Davis. But I like to not look at my phone when I wake up in the morning. Give myself yeah. a morning. You got to put your phone away from your bed. Yeah, so, exactly. So the, that's the last thing, you know. Uh, Airplane mode, hopefully. But yeah, I, 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 put it, off. I put it in a different room. I yeah. turn off the Wi-Fi every night because yeah. I don't want that Wi-Fi running at night while I'm sleeping because yeah. that's, that's no good. Um, so T- Tell me about that. There's something yeah, wrong with that's that? A, I was just, I, I was like, don't gloss over that. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, you, you you guys never heard of this? Like the whole, uh, <laughs> no, the router's in my yeah, room. Well, I'm very yeah, concerned. Well, it's, it's not healthy. It's like with all these waves go into your body. Uh-huh. There's like, uh, you know, they even found that, you know, keeping your phone in your back pocket is causing more like uh, more cancer and more. more uh, so the, even keeping your phone on your body 
is 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 hazardous. Yeah, yeah but how am I so, going to know how far I walked if I don't do that? So I, I no, put put it in a bag. So you, I have a, I'm I, kidding. I have a backpack. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm kidding. Right, 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 right. I've got I've got the ultimate uh, uh, measure indicator. right here. Yeah. So so it's bad enough that we're surrounded by that all the time. So when I go to bed uh, for at least eight hours a day, if I'm at home, and especially for the kids, you know, we don't want those waves to be. So we just turn off the Wi-Fi. But mind you, we have neighbors. They're yeah. not turning off the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, Thankfully, our landlady doesn't have Wi-Fi. Uh, so, so, uh, so, but yeah, to just co- completely disconnect and and put your phone away in a different room and and make sure that if you you're gonna go get it. And a big problem now is like a lot of people, most people are bringing their phones to the bathroom. And your bathroom time is uh, yeah, that's that's yeah, nature's break, the yo, TikTok time. That's right, the, right, yeah. right. But you know. We used to have books there, books. <laughs> or or or, or, uh, or Playboy magazines. The, you know uh, these books you speak of. Yeah, right. So now people are just scrolling while they're sitting. Yeah, and people are taking thirty minute shits <laughs> because they don't they don't want to leave. You Can know? I be honest with you? I have gone, I've <laughs> one <walked>. hour. <laughs> I have, no, but I, I I don't like to spend a lot of time. But I have walked to the bathroom before and been like, oh no, I left my phone in my room and gone back to get it. Sure, dude. Yeah, I've 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 nature I've, calls, but I've, so does your uncle. I've, <laughs> I've stayed sitting so long that I I didn't need to wipe <laughs> like it was just sure I mean, just dried right. naturally uh, and it's and it's so it's it's we're so addicted yeah. we're so addicted to the the phones but and we're heroin dealers now we're putting out content yeah we're part of the problem yeah the loop of this madness uh, I think to just to I don't know my thoughts on on doing free shows is uh, I don't consider comedy shows uh even club shows you know we we don't get we don't get money that that's that's like that's like paying your gas and sure. you know, some groceries yeah yeah uh at most you'll make like 125 uh you know uh if you're doing a spot the, the best is getting paid in cash and stopping at the deli on the way home before the apartment do you feel like the king of england the best is Let having me get three chips right and ice cream. <laughs> not hero dude so, yeah onions yeah pickles that's fifty yeah. cents extra. I don't give a fuck, right. man. <laughs> I just did Gotham. I'm yeah, rich. especially when you when you when you do like three <laughs> when you do three <laughs> doing three shows in a row at Gotham. Oh, you dude. know that's that's fun. That, yeah. you know you get some money, but I just feel uh, that that's the celebration. Comedy clubs you celebrate. Yeah, but the rooms it's just a workout. It's just yeah. you just you're working out. Right. If you want to stay sharp, you work out. You don't. So, yeah, it sucks that it's free, but at the same time, where else am, am I? I'm not gonna, I don't want to work out these new jokes in, in, in comedy clubs. I want to try them out yeah. Yeah. in rooms where if I do bomb, you know, fine. Because you know, yeah. uh, you're going to bomb anyway. Yeah. Well, it's also <laughs> right. fascinating, too, to see the, some of the guys that, and girls that are in between. So they're past at clubs, and they're past at some bigger clubs, but they understand that if they try something new and it bombs – they're no longer past at those clubs. Like right. they're teetering right on that brink. Yeah. So it is very interesting because a lot of times they'll come out to Mike's to try out stuff because they don't want to risk it at a club. And it's so just fascinating to me because sometimes I always equate it to like Neverland and Hook. Like some you forget. When you're away from it for so long, you forget. So then they've been playing clubs, they've been playing clubs, and then they'll come to these mics to try out like, I got this new stuff, but if it bombs, like they're going to cut my shows. Mm-hmm. So they'll come to Mike's. And just eat a dick, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, remember, <laughs> remember now. But right. you'll you'll see you'll see guys 
just like like Gary Goldman, for example. He's known as a very pro- prolific writer. Yeah. And it's because you see him at shows that aren't the cellar. Yeah. You see him working it out. And you see him working it out at the cellar. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's in a different category. Yeah, he's on that level where he could say whatever he wants. But I, I think the answer is, I mean, I already knew the answer when I brought up the topic, and it's it's all included. If you're doing a spot at a theater, you have to do a bunch of work for free to get ready for that theater. Mm-hmm. When you're out of work, you have to go work to remind people that you're alive. And just for your own sake, go see people and do the job that you do. You can't just sit... It, it's just a known thing. If you're an artist, you're going to have to work for free. Yeah, if you want anything with lasting results, right. you have to. Yeah. yeah, look at Fiverr, you know? What's that? Fiverr. You, you, I don't know Fiverr. I love Fiverr. So Fiverr, you could get countless services. It's freelance art five, for oh, five okay, For right. $5 minimum. Oh, okay. Minimum. Yeah, it's a $5 minimum. So... Uh, you could get this incredible voice artist uh, to uh, do some voiceover on a, whatever, a, a track, a video, a commercial for $5. And extremely talented people, singers, uh, web designers. That's uh, how I got the cover art lo- for X Drinking. Logo. Nice. Yeah, logo logo designers. And uh, and th- it's international. Mm-hmm. And you, and I, I, you know, I hired someone to do a voiceover on a track, and I'm like, man, this in New York would have cost $200, yeah, if not more, because I needed a French uh, voice, uh, spe- very specific too, you know, enticing, uh, meditative. So there's it's, it's its own category, and on top of that, just to find someone in New York who can do that properly, then go through an agency, and it's going to cost you an arm and a leg, but I pay like 20 bucks, because yeah. you, you pay the rights as well, so it's an extra $15. Yeah. But um, yeah, people are working for nothing. Oh yeah, it's not just comics. It's well, and that's like why we can do working for nothing. That's why we can do what we do. Like you just said, you're right. putting the stuff together, and you just go on Fiverr. For my one man show, I went on Upwork, which is a similar thing to Fiverr, but it's uh, it's a little more heavy. Like instead of like a five dollar minimum, because it's like for like legit like grips and mm-hmm. videographers and stuff like that. So it's a little uh, heavier as far as the price point. But same thing, like. I reached out to a friend of a friend who's a, a videographer, and he's like, yeah, this project will probably cost between five dollars and $10,000. I went on Upwork, posted the same exact thing, and I put budget 500 bucks. And I had six people reach out and be like, yeah, I'll shoot it. I'll shoot it. No problem. I'll shoot it. Yeah. But how good are they? Do you- I mean, I really like, and the editor has, obviously, Joe Dorville, my editor, has a lot to do with it, but it was shot in 4K. So, right. and the, the sound was plugged in. So, like, what more can you really ask for? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it was shot... The best way it could be shot, the sound is plugged in, the zoom was plugged into the mic, so the mm-hmm. sound's perfect, so yeah, boom, out the door. I'm just realizing now I'm going to be a podcast engineer. Yeah. Five bucks an hour. There you go. She huh. put it out there. Right. Bring this fucking herky-jerky, mix-matched fucking set out to just somebody's <laughs> apartment. <laughs> I thought about come that. here. Because I have the... um. All the stuff, all my equipment that I bought during the pandemic for the show can all fit in my backpack. Yeah. So I was like, oh, if I wanted to... Be a producer. I could just haul this shit out to somebody's house. Wouldn't that be wild sitting in on somebody else's podcast? Like, especially a a, a novice. Yeah, that would would be be wild, dude. Some people do that. I know they do it. I know. A lot of people do that. that. I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm guessing since I thought of it, that Uh, other people have thought of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's also weird, too. Like, when we record here, it's more comfortable. And we've talked about this, but, and I I prefer the studio just because of the, uh, the setup, but, 
um, at Gotham, at the old studio, there used to be glass. Uh-huh. And the producer was behind the glass, you know, like an old school recording yeah. studio. And it was uncomfortable. Because I have people come in and we talk about, on my other part, like some pretty intense stuff. Right. And or the most embarrassing thing is if I wanted to do a solo like bonus show, yeah, and the producer's just sitting in there, right? And I'm like, I can't look, like I'm like looking down. I was like, I can't look at you and be like, yeah. So anyway, yeah, you're feeling the judgment, yeah. And, and part of you as a needy comic wants to get a laugh, yep, yep. <laughs> or you want right. to be like, oh, you're you're our favorite podcast, even <laughs> though. We don't need to have one, you know. You're still our favorite. Yeah, so right. you want that feeling. It's weird that people do that. Just not even like it's one thing if you're a sound engineer and you work in a studio, but then there are people who are just like, no, I've got the equipment. I'll be your producer. <laughs> it's like you don't. You're not plugged into this world. You have nothing to do with it. Like why? You just want to listen to us? I yeah. think people would look at this setup and go, I want my five bucks back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be here. <laughs> I mean, someone's like story at a party. Yeah, don't hire off Fiverr, man. This yeah. guy, you like, didn't have, have a table. No, 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 like a big table. Like I can't do coffee. I need a big table. <laughs> you didn't have one mic that matched. That's what I love about you know. I, I that's what I love about Stallone. It's uh, let's get <laughs> let's I'm, get I'm, into I'm, it. I'm, 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 let's you know, get into it's, it. It's like it's all, always goes back to that. I was just watching like Rocky Three again for like I don't know. Yeah, right. Um, well, hold on a second. Is that your favorite one? No. Okay. No, but they're they're all. I, I like Creed Two. That's my favorite. I, I, oh, no, God. <laughs> no Stallone, stay home. <laughs> yeah. Right. No Sylvester. Uh, so better luck next time, Chester. <laughs> I don't know. So you got me on the spot. It it, it was. Uh, I don't know. I, I've seen it a million times and. And just to think that he by by the third Rocky, I'm not sure about the second one, but he's not only did, did he write it, but he's also directing it. Yeah. And he he you know, everyone knows this story. He was offered like a million dollars to have someone else play Rocky and then he turned it down and the, for the first movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he just like sticking to your guns and just really believing that, you know, you can you you can do this. The behind the yeah, story yeah. regardless the of the behind the scenes story is as good as the right, story, it's a classic yeah. story yeah. of the underdog. Same story. And, yeah, and it's it's. I love that that way. And in in every in every Rocky, he's he's a failure. Yeah. In every Rocky, he's a failure. Can we talk about how in the fourth Rocky though, he's all of a sudden smart? Like, uh, how did that happen? How how is he? No, you mean well, Balboa? No, I mean, in Balboa, he loses the Rocky accent. Like the he, he he's more. That's what I'm saying. Like by Rocky four, he's more of like a upper class. Guy, what was the Russian? I think one? it's by Rocky, by by Balboa. Okay, by Balboa. The Russian one's Rocky Four. Okay, so yeah. the five Balboa is five. Uh, no, no, Balboa is six. <laughs> okay, all right. Balboa is seventeen. <laughs> Balboa is six. I just I know um, the Russian one because that came out like when I yeah was like uh, old enough to be like oh what's this movie everyone's making all this it's hype not the right. best one and for some reason I love it's it more quoted it's than the most quoted one. one yeah I love it I love it because if the, he dies he dies <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great because but, but it's also very political, and you know, it's the it's basically the Cold War. You know, yeah. Uh, I don't want to get you off yeah. topic, though. We're no. onto something good here. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's like regardless of the time, it was a different time back then to write a script and oh, yeah. just want to stick to. Uh, you know, I think he did porn before. You know, he he did like Yeah, he did. He's like also in a movie called Death Race 2000, right. which uh, I yeah. highly recommend. 
to anybody. No, it's, 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 that the is original, that, not the remake, because the, they came out yeah, with the remake no, Death no, Race right. with Jason Statham. Forget that. I'm talking about something yeah. that came out in the 70s. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, I love any movie where it's supposed to be the future. Yeah. But now it's in the past. Right. <laughs> like 2000. Right, right, right. Right, 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 right. In a world. It's like and, Mad Max. And all the background is like clearly a painting. Yeah. Clearly. New right. York City has got like roller coasters in it and stuff. Right. <laughs> which Vegas actually has now. Yeah. A New yeah. York City with roller coasters in it. So York, maybe that's York, a nod. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, dude yeah. made it himself. And, he, and, he, and they offered him... He took a huge risk when they were like, you know, do this with another guy playing Rocky. And he was like, no, I'm doing it. This is my movie. How yeah. much? How much? What? Because this is something I think about all the time. I always think, and we've talked about this before in regards to uh, just different things in culture, as far as even on broader topics or more, you know, more important topics like race and religion and things like that. But I always think, I would never sell the full rights to my show and now our show, you know, now we're yeah. doing this show together, but my ex drinking, right. ex drinking buddies, like my baby. I was like, yeah. I would never sell that show. You know, you saw what happened to some of these people, they sell the rights and then they just fire you as a host. And you're like, yeah. but this is my show. And they go, no, you sold it to us. How much? Cause in my head, I think there's no amount of money anyone could give me to buy my show. The streaming rights are one thing. That's like what Rogan did. Yeah. So he still owns the show, but he sold the streaming rights. Mm-hmm. Is there a number, and you don't have to say it if you don't want to, but is there a number in either of your guys' heads where if someone came to you and said, hey, we want this for X amount of dollars, yeah. you'd be like, yeah, absolutely? Yeah, definitely. Definitely at this point in my life. <laughs> you didn't even hesitate. I, d- I definitely would do it. I mean, it would have to be, a num- like, yeah. it would have to be the number I'm thinking yeah. okay, of. Okay, all right. It would, it, would be, it would have to be ridiculous. It would have to be enough money so that it's more than I thought I could ever make. With the- uh, Yeah. Okay. And, and if you notice, I think, Daniel, you probably know more about this than I do. Um, musical artists are coming around because, and they're selling their rights, rights they've had for decades. Mm -hmm. They're selling them because we're in a world where you can't sell a CD or a record anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just going to get streamed away and you might as well, it's like putting stuff out is basically just advertising for your live show. Now Mm -hmm. you might as well get paid for your catalog. A lot of people are thinking, Mm -hmm. and then it continues to advertise your live shows, but now you're getting that money you would have gotten from record sales. Yeah. Right. Because I think about that all the time. I always think just like if, because it's entertainment is so fickle. Like literally you could be one day like, God, I don't know how I'm going to make rent. And then the next day someone sees you and you're like, oh, I'm going on tour for six months with so-and-so. And it's, so it's always in the back of my head where like, oh, I wonder if the right person or not even the right person, just a certain person heard the podcast. Like, man, I really like what, you know, the idea of this like sobriety, but reminiscing about right. it, like maybe like, oh, this would be really good at like rehabs or whatever. I don't fucking know. But I'm just saying if someone came to me and was like, here's a number. Yeah. I'm always thinking in my head, like, I don't think I would give it up. Right. But I, there's got to be a number where if they came to me and were like, here's $10 million, I'd probably be like, yeah, you can have it. I don't. <laughs> if they came, if they came with that number. You would think about it at yeah, least. Because all this, like back to the original point, all this stuff we've been doing for free, all the stuff that we've done for free for so long, it's almost like, all right, here's my payday. Like, here it comes. Yeah. It's it's one of those things you, you watch. Um, what was it where, uh, I think it was Magic Johnson turned down Nike. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And so Magic Johnson did incredible. Yeah. But he's got to think to himself, 
What about that Nike money? There was uh, so in that show that HBO did. Yeah, it, it, it showed the number. If he would have gone with Nike because they were originally giving him stock, yeah, he'd be worth like. $10.2 billion right Right. <laughs> right. That's a lot of Magic Johnson movie theaters. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I still want to talk about Rocky. Let's yeah, talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm, not, I'm just joking. Oh, no. you, brought up, you brought up the <laughs> no, million no, dollar no, thing, no, and that's what, that's what sent no, me I'm, just, I'm, I'm dying I'm to just talk joking. about Rocky. I'm just, I'm just joking. I, I love Rocky, and I, I read Quentin Tarantino's book. It's a film criticism book, and he brought something that I didn't know about Rocky, which was when Rocky came out, and... He, uh, spoiler alert, he punches Apollo Creed and Apollo Creed goes down in the first or second round or whatever. Mm -hmm. He gets back up, but he gets Mm -hmm. down. The whole audience cheered. And because it came out at a time when, um, in the 70s, where movies were just bummers. Yeah. Like the protagonist never won. And I think Rocky's that perfect movie of. You can be cynical and still love it because he doesn't win the yeah, boxing say, match. In the end, he doesn't. Win. But well, he still wins personally. The the movie. He doesn't look like a fool. He bro, looks like a the, contender. The movie is. It's not about boxing, man. Right. That movie. There's hardly is, any is, boxing is, in is, it. Is a love story. Mm-hmm. That every Rocky is. Uh, you know, Adrian is just as much as uh, a main character as like Rocky. The first poster, it's him and her holding hands. Uh, walking, yeah, it's it's a love story, Rocky. Yeah, Rocky two, lo- love story. She almost dies. Uh, Rocky three, uh, everything he, uh, you know, he he believes it was real was not. It's like th- that scene when she's up the stairs and he's, it's he she is his fire. Yeah, she is everything. She's his his mind, his 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 courage, his. His, she balances him. She's, yeah. It's it's unbelievable how without her, it's like Rocky Four. He's working out, but he doesn't really start working out in the uh, you know uh, up in the mountains until she shows up. Right. Yeah. And that's when whoa! It's yeah. like that's when he he wins. It's it's yeah. the best part of the workout. It's when yeah. she, her face is there. Right. And then uh, and then you know Balboa when she died. It's like he he, he still goes to visit her. It, it's. Everything is for Adrian. Yeah. And if you watch that first movie, there really is hardly any boxing in it. No, and there it's isn't. like it's almost like, and I know this is what it is, it's an indie movie um, before indie movies were common. It's a it's a love story. Like that you see him all the time now. Yeah. The quirky love story. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's what it is. She's fucking weird. Right. He's a fucking dummy. Right. And yeah. somehow they find each other and they're two outsiders that connect. Right, 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 you right, know? right, right. And it's gonna be tough to watch if you're a Gen Zer. Yeah. The way they talk to Adrian half the movie. <laughs> like her brother. Her brother uh, right, is right, so right. awful to or, Adrian. Or, or Mr. T, what what he says to her. Mr. T's yeah, awful yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But but uh, yeah, her brother. It's uh, but it's so um, it's just every time. It, it, and just to come back to like what we're talking about, it's it, regardless of the seventies, eighties, or nineties, or now how uh, how weird this job is because yeah. it's no longer what we signed up for. This is not my my love for stand up comedy has uh, has morphed into you know it's it, it's not even it's not even stand up comedy uh, mainly if you want to truly be successful today yeah. it's like that's like just a part of it yes you know? yeah. and it used to be the whole thing it used to be the whole thing and and it it makes me far less excited uh but the the concept of you know just believing in yourself 
beyond all that noise and just that, that, that's what the story is about just mm-hmm. to tr- truly you know regardless of the odds uh t- to just trust that everything you know that's why i hate i hate the word hope i don't know yeah you know, no it's like it's, hope I, I feel like hope is you're walking on eggshells it's you know? more like faith it's trust yeah faith yeah. is yes. trust there's a tr- there's a knowing yeah there's a knowing without seeing it. And let me tell you, I experienced it this week that that similar sensation of when you're first starting and you're going to do these faraway places for no money, just for the experience. Mm-hmm. And they were great experience. I loved hanging with the comics I was mm-hmm. hanging with. I loved every single show I did this mm-hmm. week. Um, I loved all the effort I put into it. Yeah. I love sitting on the train and watching all the shit go by instead yeah. of sitting in this apartment and working on my computer. It was a great experience. And I, I loved the, the, the fucking small amount of cash that was handed to yeah. me. I was at the deli. I lived that life. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, was, it, was, um, it was a great week. Um, and then I got really fucking tired. <laughs> I, used to, I used to go all out, dude. I used to work. I used to drive in Los Angeles traffic, work an eight-hour day, and then do uh, two or three shows at night and, and, and drink, too, right. and, and wake up and do it five days a week. Yeah. And it was it was it was just exhausting, but I never let it get me tired. Now I understand taking care of yourself, and I'm like you're you're tired, buddy. You're gonna have to you're gonna, you're have, gonna have to, to stay home out. this Thursday. You're yeah. gonna have to watch yeah. Mad Men. You're gonna have to catch up on this shit. <laughs> I'm finally catching up to Mad Men. I, I, I never I never got you know comics who uh, have egos because how do you forget this journey? How do you forget how <laughs> it's that's, humbling? You know I mean? That's like, why I love it when they come forget, to open mics because I'm like, yes. Yeah, how do you it. forget how hard it is and how constantly it's it's and then what from one day to the next because you got you got lucky or you you know the partially lucky caught, yeah. partially you, you, I I do believe in creating your own luck, but I also do believe that you have to be the right place, right time, and everything's got to be aligned. But how do you forget like that journey they shouldn't because yeah. everybody has bad nights right. even the biggest guys and having a bad night at a stadium is a bad fucking night yeah. right. <laughs> right i couldn't imagine Ten thousand people just quiet you're like yeah you see everybody's faces lit up from their phone <laughs> you know that's got to yeah. be a thing because right. you do see tons of video on the internet that means people aren't even like really they're do- taping their own documentaries right oh yeah I didn't and even think it, about that and when you go see a music show it used to be lighters now it's just fucking right, iPhones right, 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 right it's weird right, right. like everybody is not they're, they're, they're right there but they're watching it on a screen that's a wild experience I, it blows my mind I go to the Met a lot um, just that's where I think and write so I'll yeah. walk around and I'll just think and then I write and I'll sit and I write and that's just because you see so many different kinds of people and stuff yeah I am Mesmerized by how many people have their phone. I'm like, you're looking at some. Uh, you're in one of the best museums in the world, in history, in the history of the world. If it's the real paintings, and, but who knows? You know it, what yeah, I mean? Like, we, right. I don't know. Nowadays, I don't even know what I'm looking at. One of them is right. It's just, it's, <laughs> one of them's got to be. <laughs> but it's just so weird because people are on their phones, just like recording it, and I'm just like. You're not gonna like just put your phone away and look and read the little plaque and then just admire it. Like they're just walking through, record, 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 another room, record, record. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not even, you yeah. might as well have just fucking gone on YouTube. Like, what are we yeah. doing? You know what's my favorite experience of being in a museum and standing in front of a, a painting 
and this is what really like moves me the most is you're standing exactly where they stood when they yeah when they painted it. That's mm-hmm. nuts. I and, love that. And stuff, when man. I think about that, I'm like I'm blown away. Yeah, that proximity of wow, I stood here like I stood in front of this just like the artist did. Yeah. And yeah, it's very enriching to you know call like uh, art feeds art. Mm-hmm. Listening to the right music, listening to watching yeah. the right movies or, or or pictures or paintings or museums, and that, all that feeds into nothing feeds me less feeds my comedy less than comedy. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, I finally watched some comedy. Yeah. Just, yeah. I don't watch comedy anymore. I finally watched yeah, Chris either. Rock. I was yeah, Chris I asked Rock it was special. The Chris Rock. Rock yeah. And um, I I. I was laughing my ass off, and then other people tell me it wasn't good. I was like, well, I don't watch comedy that much, so it was pretty fucking funny. Right, right. <laughs> That's pretty good to me. <laughs> I kind of liked it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But then you run into comics, and they're like, this was wrong with it, that was wrong with it. I was like, I, I was laughing. Yeah, that's I mean, the point. it did its job. Yeah. And it was live. Yeah, they taped it live. First yeah, ever live was, streaming yeah. special mm-hmm. from Netflix. I don't know, man. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, the reason I like going to the museum is because... I want to get back to that, but you go ahead. Well, no, I just... I, I want to know what that was about. The, uh, was that about the live? Was yeah. that about it being live? <laughs> yeah, was that about Chris Rock? About, was that about uh, dropping microphones when there's poor right. people in the world? <laughs> that mic is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say, like, whether it's stand-up or uh, paintings or sculpture, or just anything like uh, the reason why I get so enthralled with this is because I heard this line a long time ago and it, it's something that's always resonated with me is that great art has such a broad meaning you know it captures the time the place the emotion of what's happening so like to go back and watch Lenny Bruce uh, excuse me Lenny Bruce and then to go back and watch Richard Pryor yeah. and then to go back and watch George Carlin like it's all these little snapshots of exactly yeah. what was happening right and that's why I love going to the Met because like you walk around the uh, American wing and you can see like paintings from pre-revolution all the way up through the civil war up to like modern times. And it's like, it blows my mind. Cause it's like, Oh, these are like same state, same environment, same country, but it's like so many different variations. And that's just why I like it so much. But let's talk about why you were disappointed with Chris Rock. Let's talk about that. <laughs> oh no, that Sia had nothing to do with Chris Rock. It had everything to do with, uh, <laughs> with trying to set it up for glitch. <laughs> with, with this, with this work, you know, this work that we do. Yeah. I, I, I promised myself when I was a kid, I never want to work. And obviously comedy is a lot of work, but I just wanted to do what makes me happy. Yeah. That's, that was my goal. I just want to do something that really makes me happy. And now less and less this, this, this job, uh, is, is making me happy. It's like you end up doing things that bring you tremendous unhappiness for a small percentage of happiness that you initially signed up for. So my, my, my philosophy or my, my, my way of how, how I, I wish to live this very, very, very short life and yes. time that we're here is to maximize doing things and being surrounded by people that I love that make me happy, doing things that I love that make me happy, things that bring me, that uplift me. Uh, and, 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 and what the sigh was about is like, man, uh, uh, it's transformed into something that brings me less happiness yes. yeah. than it used to. And that's why that's why I, I love music because music you could play alone and you're so happy if you play alone. You can play in front of with friends and you're so happy if you play. Yeah, you can play in front of an audience and you're so happy. Yeah, and you can 
just be alone in, in, in or listen to music and yeah. be happy. Uh, and and but comedy, you know, you need an audience. You need, you need a crowd. Yeah. You, I get a, I get moments of, of of joy if you want. Yeah, they're right there. Uh, yeah. When I write a joke that I, th- I I believe to be funny, yeah. but then I don't know until I test it. Yeah, I don't know right. if, until I, I try the second time where now, it usually bombs. <laughs> now know? somebody's mad at right, you. Right, right, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and, How could you? And, How could you say that? Yeah, and and it's like uh, I I I I did a show at, at a comedy club. Um, last weekend and all the shows went well but I tried this new it's it's a newer joke it's not a new joke and it, it killed on the first show second show I decided to close with it on the third one and it didn't go well sure and it's it's a Saturday night and I my closing bit was uh, kind of alienated people uh-huh. and it just it just like it just killed yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. watched just, it work. Just, you you know, almost want to show the footage. <laughs> like, here's what you guys did wrong. Because watch from tape. last week. Right. Yeah. And it's and and moments and that's what I love about comedy. It's like how you, you never know. Right. You never know. Uh, but I just I, I just think it's so important. Whatever you do to 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 be happy, and even if it's a job that you're stuck doing and you don't like doing, I think that the the job or the 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 challenge is to to find the happiness and you know like we said like to ha- find the happiness in doing the dishes find the happiness yeah, yeah. in in in, in uh, vacuuming find the happiness in folding find the happiness in things that we don't enjoy doing and that's because that ultimately is what we want we just want to be happy so how do we f- make something that we find uncomfortable or or makes us anxious so how do we reverse that into something that yeah. brings brings peace. My, my wife and I recently came up with, a, it's not a new philosophy, but for us, we came up with it. And we were having a lunch at this place called Westville in Williamsburg. And we just talked about how we're sick of being stressed out about stuff. Yeah. And we're just going to enjoy our lives the best we can and, and make that a priority. And we, and we call it the Westville philosophy. And that's how we talk in short term. Like Westville, baby. Yeah. Westville. Yeah. You know, right, right, like right, right, let's right. this, you don't get it back and you have to take it seriously and you have to do the work, but that doesn't mean, you know, at a certain point, at least at a certain point in the day, you have to appreciate what you have mm-hmm. and enjoy what you have and, and decide to have a good time at a certain point. The odds are against you, but fuck it. Yeah. This yeah. is, this is, this is the time. Cause there's this idea that at some point I will have done enough work so that I can be happy. It's this retirement mentality. Yeah. I'll make but it. But it's so sad. And, then I, to, and I know, you know people to, who are very successful, right. and they're not done yet either. Right. They still have so much shit to do, and I see them getting upset about things you would never think they would get upset about. Yeah. Regular day-to-day stuff that we all, it's, you're never exempt from work or... Or the misery, yeah. Right. You know, you got you got to you got to find a way to enjoy it. I just had this conversation last night with my grandmother. Uh huh. Because she was like, "You can't quit. Like, don't ever quit. Like, yeah. she's get, she's hyped that I'm in New York, right? And that I'm put, especially with everything that I had been through to get here. Yeah. And she's so stoked about it. But I said that exact thing. I said, "Yes, Bubba. On the grand scheme of things, like I did the one man show. Like I've got the podcast. I'm in New York. I'm doing comedy. You're absolutely right. Like I'm incredibly grateful for all that. Yeah. And there are times where I show up to work and it's slow as shit, and I'm like, "The fuck are we doing, <laughs> man? Like yeah. shit." So yes, in the grand scheme of things, I yeah. am incredibly grateful. But like you said, there are day to day things where you're like, 
fucking hate this. Right. Well, I think also social but media. That, that's because we forget. That's because we forget. That's because we forget to, to be grateful. Exactly. That's, that's what exactly it, what it all, is. All yeah. it is. All it is is just. And I'm sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. No, yeah. Go ahead. But all it is is just. You know, there's this. Uh, I, I don't know if we ever spoke about this, but um, there's a great book called Conversations with God. Did we ever talk about that? No. So in it, it's about this dude who literally has a conversation with God, and he writes a book about it. And there's like like three volumes, and he says something that you know, first time I read it, it just really stayed with me. Um, he says to to, 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 to remember God, to remember is to re dash member mm-hmm. to like, cause we are, there's, there's a seed of godliness in all of us mm-hmm. and to, to just reconnect, to remember to the source. Yeah. Uh, and, and all it is, is to just remembering God is to remember God, but it's initially just to be aware of how, how we, Great. We. I was driving today. Uh-huh. It's so funny we talk about this because I was driving today back from dropping my son off uh, and, and uh, driving back home, and I was just for one second I thought, "Holy shit! I can, I can, I, I'm, I see, I see the road, I see what's in front of me, and I, I couldn't imagine a world without seeing." Mm-hmm. And then that brought me to, "Oh my god! I couldn't imagine a world without hearing." Oh yeah. yeah. Or yeah. or imagine a world without speaking. Uh, sure, you know we always think, "Yeah, I can walk and." But these little things of just like seeing, yeah, lose and I'm your driving, and I'm like, holy! I had that moment of like, man, lose your voice amazing. sometimes. Yeah, go two days without speaking. Right. To Burn anybody. your tongue. See, well, see, do you just see? Yeah. I've lost my voice before, and it's you just take for granted. Yep. How or go to a foreign country where you don't speak the language? This isn't for you. It's more for Brent. <laughs> 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 and you'll see just how how good you got it. Just, right. just these little gifts that you take for granted. Everything, yeah, everything. Yeah. If we could just connect to that constantly and feel like you know, be aware and and feel like every day is your birthday. Yeah, you know, birthdays are every the best. day's your birthday, yeah. baby. Birthdays are the best, man. <laughs> think about it. People call you. They yeah. think about you. You have cake. That's why I try to call. I try to like family and stuff. You disconnect. I, I try to call like once a week because it's that it's that same thing. Like what? Why are you calling? <laughs> Just wanted to say hi. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. also good to walk into a bar and go, "It's my birthday." <laughs> <laughs> Free drinks. People, Talk about it on stage. People, right. As a server, they give you more tip money if you tell them it's your birthday. It's true, and the audience will laugh. If you, <laughs> but you can't. If you get caught, you're in big <laughs> fucking <laughs> trouble. <laughs> and I think that's a good place for us to end. Um, don't take it for granted. Yeah. Enjoy it. Your birthday. Where you can get it. Happy birthday, motherfucker. <laughs> you earned it. Thanks for listening to The Power of How. Music by Daniel Torado. Artwork by Nelson Diaz. Follow us on all the social medias at, at The Power of How Podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe. And check us out at patreon.com forward slash The Power of How Podcast. Send us some positive vibes in the form of U.S. currency. See you next week, everybody.